Reinholds is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Reinholds Show Podcast. Another episode of the Rhino Show podcast voted the number one podcast here in Canada by Buy Blacks People's Choice Awards 2019. As you know, everybody who's been following our journey on the show, we have two goals. One is always to bring you value. And the next goal and our most important goal is to make sure our guests feel like they are coming home. My next guest, I'm extremely excited. He's got the Spanish in him. He's got the black in him. He's got the, I mean, we, he's got the Boricua happening. I mean, he is, he's fresh. He's, I, if I wanted an uncle, my next guest, I would want him as my uncle. Let's just put it that way. Um, Tim Story uh, is an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach, helping people create the future they desire. He has inspired people from all walks of life, from entertainment legends to professional athletes, from executives to deprived children throughout the world. Using seasoned foundation principles and humor to get honest with people so they can overcome the obstacles that are holding them back. Tim has traveled to 75 countries and spoken to millions of people. He often meets privately to counsel high-profile leaders in various industries. Tim has partnered with phenomenal organizations to spread love and hope, spending time with the Fred Jordan Mission in Los Angeles' Skid Row, Music Unites Day in Los Angeles, Compton Schools and Kids Haven Orphanage in Johannesburg, South Africa. He leads Congregation Church in Placentia, California, which meets weekly and provides spiritual insight and direction for people of diverse ages, backgrounds and needs. He's featured on nationally syndicated Keep the Faith Radio each weekend, providing short spiritual information moments and is featured on Steve Harvey TV, Facebook Live Weekly. He was a featured guest on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey TV, Grant Cardone's 10 Times Growth Conference, and many more. Tim has authored multiple books with the most recent, Come Back and Beyond, being a top seller on Amazon. Tim has two adult children from his previous marriage and lives in Southern California. My friend, welcome to the show. That was nice of you. <laughs> so how are you doing today? What did you, what did you, I like to, you know, start off light. What did you have for breakfast? Are you a big breakfast person? Do you have a morning kind of ritual that sets you up for your day? Yeah, I'm an oatmeal eater. So I either usually do oatmeals or I really like protein shakes. Okay. And then I love to go to the gym, but you know, they've closed my gym. So now I got to do the treadmill and free weights at home and, Instead of push-ups, but uh, I'm an athlete in my past and my present, and uh, still like to play basketball and stay active. But I ate oatmeal. That's what I ate. How meticulous! It's funny because you're you you talk a lot about you know you are Spanish and you are black. How meticulous are you about your haircut? Like, do you do you get when you get a haircut? Are you are you asking the barber? Listen, I want a nice little fade going in. I always notice in all your interviews, your curls are done. You're using some good product in there. What does your hair mean to you? What does it mean for the culture? What does it mean for the whole story, gang? Well, I think part of it is that I'm spoiled in this because what happens is that 30 years ago, I met Vidal Sassoon. And Vidal became an amazing friend of mine and an amazing mentor. I mean, the Vidal Sassoon. Mm. So, I mean, that doesn't hurt. So then from, from the Sassoon family, I got into the Paul Mitchell family. Oh, geez, So okay. I work a lot with the Paul Mitchell family. I'm like one of the big mentors within the organization. 
and with the Sassoon group as well. So I get the best guys coming at me to cut my hair. So um, on the on the hair game, um, yeah, I mean, that's just part of the deal. And I think the young cats, uh, they care about me. So they're always wanting to either be my trainer or they're wanting to give me the right vitamins and they, they want to, you know, make sure my eyebrows are on fleek or, uh, you know, fix my hair right. So that's all part of the deal. <laughs> now, if we're, now, if we're talking about eyebrows, are you waxing? Are you threading? Or are you plucking? What's the, because you're right, the eyebrow game is there. I thread them. Oh, you thread them. Yes. Yeah, but, my, but my world since 92 is Beverly Hills. So that's just part of the deal. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm from Compton. Yeah. But... I, I, uh, I can go one way or the other. It does. It doesn't really matter to me. But when you're in that kind of industry, you know, I life coach the biggest entertainers in the world, and like for instance, Kanye West, Jay Z, they carry barbers with them almost at all times. They do. I mean, those dudes, you want to see meticulous? Those, those brothers are like. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, it's interesting because I've I've done so much homework on you and and have um, watched a lot of videos. And uh, when we bring guests onto our podcast, we you know everybody kind of always asks the same questions repetitively over and over and over. Um, and we are really focused on the curiosity aspect of of who we're talking to. And it's you know when we Google your your name, if I watch five different interviews, you say a lot of the same things in the interviews. But what we try to do here on the show is really try to get into your brain and the and the Tim story. So one thing that I really, there's a few points that I connect with you on big time. I connect with you on the loss of your father. Uh, you lost him at 10 years old. I lost my mom at 13 years old. And you also have the same birthday, November 2nd, as my three-year-old son, Dejan. So hey, when I, I like when this. I... When I hear these things, it, it makes me feel as though I know you. So um, could you speak a little bit to, and your infamous, infamous, you know, proverb is 1211. And you do say, he who works his land shall have abundance. Whoever chases fantasies lacks wisdom. You are an amazing human at, it seems when you go left, you know how to get those opportunities per se to really open up when you go right you know how to get those opportunities and you just seem like you're somebody who can almost you know bake and shake with any group or situation that you're put in all different yes. backgrounds all different upcomings how does that happen is it genetic for you is it you know learned how would you say that kind of factors in for you i, th I think that uh part of it is innate where i I have a, a curiosity in my DNA. I have big thinking in my DNA. Um, I have in my DNA that I want to go beyond in anything I do. Mm. So there's three ways that we primarily learn, education, conversation, and observation. Mm. And so one of the things when I was young, and I'll give you a different interview because I like where you're coming from. I was watching this movie called uh, Lady Sings the Blues. And in the movie was Diana Ross, and who I later got to know, and also a guy named Billy D. Williams, who I later got to know. And Billy D. Williams was smooth, man. Like for a brother like me, 
you saw Billy Williams, the way he talked, walked. He just had a way about him. So that was an observation where I said, man, I would like to carry that kind of presence like as a gentleman. Mm, mm. And so then I remember being in sixth grade and a teacher uh, talked to me and he said, you know, Tim, I really think you have a brilliant mind. And I'd never heard that before, but he said that. So he, he labeled me, you have a brilliant mind. And I took the label and just put it there. Mm. And so he gave me an option of three books to read. And I took the book about the life of Michelangelo written by a man named Irving Stone, who I later became good friends with his wife because he had passed away. But mm. the book about Michelangelo in sixth grade helped change my life because I saw that this was a man who looked beyond and did beyond. So Michelangelo, right? Mm. So for me, the education, the conversation, and the observation early in life got me hooked to learning. Mm. So I'm super curious and always learning. Mm. So, I mean, I just spoke to 6,300 people on Zoom earlier this morning on mm. one call. Mm. But I'm highly prepared. I put in about an average of 30 hours of research into a 40-minute talk. Mm. And I have uh, over seven researchers that help me with material. If you're looking at my desk, you're going to see a manual on Come Back and Beyond. So... Mm. So that's one subject I'm dealing with today. Then you see Life Coaching with Tim Story. We have 1,300 pages just mm. on this. I've mm. got about $70,000 worth of uh, money just into my life coaching material. So mm. I, I don't shoot from the hip. Mm. I really am working hard. So the DNA made me want to do this. But then I, I work hard, man. I, and I, but I enjoy it. One of my favorite interviews you did uh, was with Ed Milet. Um, I, I, Ed, you know, the way I feel like, you know, and I watched the one with, um, of you on Impact Theory, but Ed really, you know, he really, he's got personality, obviously. And, you know, the way you kind of rolled with him was, was huge. He commented, and I do agree, he said, you know, you see this gentleman and I don't know if you're a football guy. I, I know you, you you used to play, I believe. But one of my all-time favorite players was always Ray Lewis out of Baltimore. Um, and uh, Ray said it best, and I love it. He said, essence is presence. Um, and he said, you know, there's a lot of things that somebody can do when they walk in a room to really give that sense of presence towards them. This is something that you have. And it's amazing how I feel like you can transcend 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and you make it look so effortless. So this is something that you're saying is is DNA, but also something you've actually practiced on, um, you know, with, with commitment and devotion. Yeah. So number one, Ray is a good friend of mine. <laughs> I like Ray Lewis. But I, I would say this. I think that for me is that I do, I do believe that um, all of us have a call of God on us. And so even if somebody's not into the things of God, I still believe they have a call. Of course. And I also believe that we're made in his image. And so what what I'm doing is I am walking worthy of my calling, which is a Bible verse, Ephesians 4.11. Mm. And then 
the scripture you mentioned earlier, Proverbs 12, 11 says, he who works his land shall have abundance. Mm. So the reason I have abundance and I do is because I work my land. Mm. So to work your land, you got to plow the ground. You got to plant the proper seed. And uh, Ryan, that's the thing is a lot of people are planting seed, but they're, they're not planting the proper seed. Mm. So you got to plow, but then you got to plant the proper seed. And my proper seed is I never tried to be famous. I never tried to be a celebrity. Mm. I'm a servant leader. That's mm. what I do. Mm. My vision is to see other people's visions come to pass. Mm. That's why the masses came to me. Mm. So I, I plow, I plant, and then I water. Water's consistency, and I feel that in your life as well. But in my life, I'm extremely consistent. Mm. If I tell you, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, meet, I'll meet you at Nate Nows in Beverly Hills for breakfast at nine. Ryan, I'm there at 8.45. Anybody that knows that. me knows all day long. I'll tell you another thing, Ryan. I never one time missed a speaking engagement for 28 years calling in sick. Mm. And that's after people dying in my family, going through personal hardships. I always show up even if I'm wounded. I love that. I, I do love that. Your land proverb, and I know everybody asks about it. It's the one thing, though, that it just, it it, it really uh, hits the soul for me because I feel that, for me, I come from extremely humble beginnings. But I'm very thankful because I had a great mom that really showed me love in the 13 years that I was with her. But for many years, up until I was 21, I played football. Thank goodness, because I took out a lot of anger and aggression in a healthy way. So I got to go crack heads with people. Um, and that was something I used as therapy. But... And now when I speak at schools and things like that about all these different various subjects, you hit the nail on the head because I like you say, work your land. But oftentimes people don't water because they're not working you know, as hard as they should. But I think the biggest issue is they're working the wrong land. So how do people figure out the land in which they need to actually work? It's not as difficult as, as we make it. I, I believe that number one, that all of us have been spoken over. And um, I was having a, an amazing conversation one night at, at, at Oprah's house in her backyard, just going at it for like a long time. Cause she's like my sister. Mm. And she said, Tim, I love this thing that you say that you don't believe in chasing dreams. You believe in cooperating with what heaven has said. Mm. So one of the things you'll find about me is in the midst of being extremely focused, so, you know, I've been gone since six this morning and I'll go really late tonight. We're doing TV shows, movies. I just signed a new deal with HarperCollins. I got a new movie deal with AMC Theaters. I got a new show on BET coming out. In the midst of all that, you're gonna see I'm very chill. I have a lot of peace in, in my life, but that's, that's intentional. And mm. that's because I am not chasing anything. Mm. I'm simply believing that we can cooperate with what has been spoken over our lives. Mm. So, so let me answer your question. Sure. So I, I personally believe this, that the dream that you are supposed to manifest is already inside you. Mm. So if I was coaching you, Ryan, 
And I was to go back and say, hey, Ryan, senior year of high school, what were you thinking of doing? I would say that part of what you are supposed to do, you are at least sometimes thinking about it. Mm. Mm. Because it was already in you. Mm. And that as you begin to unfold, you begin to discover, whoa, this is who Ryan is. Mm. Ryan is all these things. Mm. And so the key in life is to stop, to look, and to listen. Mm. Listen to God's voice, but listen to the voice of your own dream that speaks to you on an hourly basis. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but Tim, you mentioned something that's uh, interesting because you bring up school. School, in my opinion, especially, you know, your grade 10, 11, 12, they don't teach you to find any of that. I, I came out of, when I was in grade 12 and I was looking at the university prospectus, figuring out what I want to do, um, I the first thing I thought was, I don't fit in any of these boxes. And, I, you know, I felt more confused by that. And then you almost start, not self-doubt, but you're like, well, how come I don't feel like I want to be a, law, a lawyer or a doctor or a scientist or any of these things, right? And back then, 2003, when I graduated, entrepreneurship wasn't sexy. Nobody was talking about entrepreneurship like rock stars. You know, if you asked or told somebody in your closest circle, hey, I want to go and start a business, they'd tell you, oh my goodness, you're crazy, man, right? Yes. So now I feel like, and maybe, you know, and you correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of your clientele that you help on a daily basis is a product of saying, oh my God, Tim, I went to school, I became a doctor, but maybe this isn't my entire passion. I'm learning so many different things, you know, 10, 15, 20 years into the workforce, right? Yeah, but so that's that. That's okay because I, I, I believe in trying. And so like a little kid may try to play soccer mm. um, and, and maybe he's not that good, but at least he tried. Of course. Or he, or he tried to play the saxophone, but he wasn't that good. I'm okay with that mm. because what happens is that I don't think that you need to max out in everything. Mm. Mm. I think that there's some things that you are mediocre in, but that you still enjoy. But as you progress in life, you learn to soar with your strengths. Mm. And you know, if you know, I, I love this. There's a documentary on the history of Motown, and I'm very close with all the Motown people. Mm. And um, Barry Gordy, who's my friend, he's now 90. Smokey Robinson, who I'm with a lot. One of the things that they talked about is that they did not know they had Motown. Mm. They, they didn't know they had the genius of Motown. Mm. They know they knew they had music. Mm. They knew that they had exceptional talent. Mm. And they, they knew that they had a chance. Mm. And so sometimes you don't understand that the miracle is in motion. Mm. It is very important to understand what I just said. Absolutely. It, it, it could just seem so mundane what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're not understanding your miracles in motion. Yes. So, so yes. don't don't run from the mundane. The, mun the mundane could be you work at Taco Bell, but you're learning discipline. Mm. Okay? Mm. You are trying to life coach and you don't have as many people that are looking for your services. We've all started there. Mm. But the mundane, when worked and cultivated properly, can turn into the miracle and the magic. 
and that's obviously what happened to Motown. Mm. How how does somebody what makes it, what makes the difference on a person who is going mundane and gets stuck, and then is on mundane and then does make the pivot when the pivot presents itself, or the person realizes the pivot's necessary at that time? Good question. The mundane is necessary. It's it's in the mundane, the ordinary, the regular that we build responsibility. So I, I broke down this word responsibility. It means liability, leadership, management. So this is going to be really wild. Like most people aren't used to this kind of teaching, but you have to manage your mundane life. Mm. If you're not good at mundane, you suck. <laughs> How are you going to be great at being so marvelous if you can't handle the mundane? <laughs> That's so that's so true. That's so true. I'm going to drop some brilliance <laughs> on you, man. I know. I like, I like that. You got to be bored to be excited. <laughs> no, You know, in some senses, right? <laughs> Wait, you just gave me a good one. You do. Okay, because for, for me to go to the DMV, that's mundane. I don't want to go there. Bad lighting. It's just bad. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So there, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to do. I don't. Before Fast Pass and all the other things that I got, where I, where I get a little VIP work at the line at the airports, before that, man, I didn't like those long, low lines, but that's just part of it. But you have to master your mundane, take responsibility, liability, leadership, and management, manage your mundane. So you say, mm -hmm. well, what do you mean about that? Wake your kids up on time, mm -hmm. feed your children, Mm. Don't just put them in front of the television. Mm -hmm. Good, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Clean your stuff, clean your room, yep. clean your car, get your eyebrows um, ready, <laughs> do your nails. Yes. Um, no, master your mundane, and your mundane makes room for the magic. Now, I'm, dro I'm dropping some stuff here today because uh. people say, Where's my magic? You've got to master the mundane and make room for the magic. Some of you, you're so cluttered with stuff, there's no room to put magic in your life. It's funny because you, you bring up your nails in detail. When I when I observe somebody or I watch videos, and you do it too, you're, you're deep down, I, I sense you're just a, a really big kid because the way you talk about stories and movies um, there was another gentleman. I don't know if you heard of him, Patrick, but David, he does a valuetainment and all. He's, he's, he, doing, he like, he's doing great stuff. Yeah, he likes his movies and all that. And he's talking about how he's looking at the characters and the protagonists and antagonists. But since I was 13 years old, which is interesting, the number one thing that is a tell for me on anybody when it comes to how I can read them is how they take care of their feet. So back in yeah. my single days, if I seen a, a girl and she was beautiful and all these good things and her feet were looking like grenades, to me, I just felt like, so your the exterior of your home looks amazing. But when I walk through the first door, there's shoes scattered everywhere. There's no order in the house. There's dirty dishes in the sink. And it's funny because you talk about your eyebrows and your nails, but I sense that you're somebody who's very detailed on the whole package. The whole package. But part of that is being raised by three sisters, all beautiful, 
who really taught me how to take care of myself. Mm. So, so, so one of my sisters said to me, Timmy, you only have so much as far as aesthetically that you need to really concentrate on. So I was watching, I was washing my face with Esther, Estee Lauder soap at 13. Most people weren't doing that. <laughs> um, I was already filing my own nails. Um, but down the line, I get, I get pedicures and by the grace of God, I have good looking feet because a lot of people don't. <laughs> and so I get pedicures, I get I get manicures. Dr. Abaji from Beverly Hills was the one who worked on my face uh forever. Um with 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 everything that I do, I did it not to um be a show off. I did it just because it made me feel better. Mm. It, it, it made me feel better, but I do notice people look at everything. Like, if I'm doing a book signing, I got one of my books here, so I'm not trying to sell this. Don't no, don't no, do your thing. Don't try, don't, don't try to buy this book right now. Do you see I, what he I, just did? Do you see what you just did? You just did the reverse sale. Now everybody uh, wants okay. to buy it. <laughs> okay, but so so I have this book, Utmost Living, right? Yeah. So if I'm at a big thing, like granted. Cardone's 10X conference. When I was at Grant's conference, which I'm the only one that has spoken three out of four times. When mm. I was there and I and I signed my um, product for six and a half hours, I stood in line signing product. I noticed that people are just staring at every part of me. Mm. And, and people say, man, I didn't know your skin was that nice. Or, oh, I didn't know you were that tall. Or, wow, mm. you really take care of your hands. So people are taking inventory on that. Mm. That takes me back to my Billy D. Williams days. I saw mm. that brother was smooth. Ah, and yes. so, yeah, I mean, come on. Just do the best you can with, with, with where you're at. I'm not talking about that. It's all aesthetics and beauty, but I'm just saying prosper where you're planning. There you go. You're, Another line you said, a saying that you have that, that you said Oprah really loved is, you know, a comeback doesn't mean a go back, right? Yes. And it's uh, very interesting because, you know, when people think of comeback, it's kind of like the past, you know, I, I talk about this with my wife all the time. My wife, you know, I'm blessed to have an amazing uh, human. I can say hands down, my wife has taught me the true definition of silent strength. Um, I've naturally loved to talk, you know, and as a kid growing up in school, Ryan, you're talking in class, don't talk too much, but these chops is why I'm where I am today. But that being said, there's so much strength in silence, right? So when you talk, it's funny because you say, when I do a book signing, people notice everything. The number one thing I notice on somebody is their cadence, you know, when they speak. Barack Obama, we can bring up for me is one of the greatest speakers of all time. One of the greatest speakers by far. His cadence is a 10. So for you, you're pulling in from certain people that you kind of, you know, looked into and and now forming, you know, the Tim Story brand on top of that, making it your own. Many people have a hard time doing that, I find. And, you know, one question we get from a lot of our audience all the time on the podcast is, 
Ryan, how can you find commonalities to relate with some of your guests and whatnot? And my answer is always very simple. I, I just kind of listen. And I feel that a lot of people really enjoy talking about themselves. And when somebody says something, you can reverse engineer and, you know, keep the conversation going, so to speak. For you, it's it's a it's an interesting question, but in a conversation, how much do you listen and how much do you talk? If you're to give it into a percentage. I'm and I know every situation is different. I'm more of a listener because I'm a creative. So if I'm in the studio with a famous rapper, I'm doing more listening. If I'm in a movie shoot with a, a really amazing director or amazing actor, uh, you would you would almost not know I'm Tim's story. Mm. And in fact, there are people that have given me like great platforms and they're like, oh my God, Tim's here. And they think that I'm gonna really talk a lot. And I'm, I'm more of a person who likes to absorb and take in. Mm -hmm. and, and that is my, that is my observation time and my conversation time. Mm. Like, I'll give you an example. When Kanye West was working on his song, Stronger, I was in there from the beginning to the end. I was there when all he had was the beat. Mm. And I remember Pharrell Williams came in and said, hey, hey, Kanye, if I was you, I would put Timberland in on this part of the song. Mm. And then Will I Am came came in from the Black Eyed Peas. He gave suggestions. And then uh, at another time, uh, Usher came in and different guys came in. And Kanye would play the song. And he wasn't doing it for them to collaborate. He just wanted to have them listen to it. Mm. But I, I watched how he was open enough to create a collective environment to create brilliance. Mm. And that's what I'm about. Mm. So, I mean, I was texting back and forth last night with Grant Cardone. Uh, Lewis House was on my uh, Tim Story Live last night, which is doing mm. great on Sundays. We're averaging mm. 150,000 people watching me on Sunday nights. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm constantly collaborating with the Ed Milets and um, uh, with Randy Jackson, we're working on a cartoon together from American Idol. So I'm, I'm collaborating because I'm limited in what I know. Mm. And by listening and observing, wow. I can I can I can build my stuff up to be a better person. No mm. doubt about it. Only a fool tells his whole heart. You say that uh, often. often. I think it could be paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. What do you mean by that? And you talked a lot about you bring you bring up. Uh, I can't remember who asked you, but somebody basically said, "Hey, Tim." you how are you connecting with some of these people who have been through hell and back basically was the question and you said i know pain you said i i understand pain i've felt pain and that's when you talk about your your dad and and your sister um and you know I, I, how do you take the pain and shift it into something just beautiful for you i like it because I, I, I guess what i'm where i'm going with it is if we take um a fresh tim story and we wrap them with a, a DMX <laughs> and we come back around to Tupac and maybe swing down to Biggie and you make it refined with the Estee Lauder. But at the end of the day, I mean, you just don't play. 
So you do got that grit about you, but you've refined that and you've used that for something that is extremely powerful. How do you do that? I'm working, uh, probably the four greatest rappers in the world. I work with most of them. Mm. And it's one thing to get in the door. It's another thing to stay in the door. Mm. So someone may say, oh, I had a conversation with so-and-so. But it's one thing to get in the door. It's another thing to stay in the door. Mm. So, but let me just say this about only a fool tells it so hard. Mm. Is that here's, here's the reality of people, okay? That, that some people have decided to allow themselves to be limited. Mm. And so they, they decided, they have opportunity, but they've decided to be limited. Mm. So we have COVID-19. We were asked to be quarantined. There are some people that say, nah, that's not for me. Mm. Well, you know what, man? You may cough on somebody's cousin and the cousin may go to the grandma and that's not good. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So stick with me. So the deal is, is that some people have decided to stay limited. So if a person has decided to be stuck in an almost life, they're not gonna understand where I'm coming from. Mm. So watch another Tim Storyism. You cannot get an <laughs> FM radio station on an AM dial. Mm. So yo, if you're if you're on a AM dial of just dealing with things at a lower frequency, you're not going to get where I'm coming from. Mm. So now I'm going to maybe talk to you and you'll come to my seminar and I'm going to cut up your food in bite-sized pieces and try to feed it to you. Mm. But I'm not going to talk to you like you're a master until you choose to be a master. Mm. See, this is where I've been um, privy to that most people are not. I get to sit with the Quincy Jones as he's talking to another master and just observe. Mm. So, so, so those are just unbelievable situations. I get mm. to sit with Magic Johnson while he's going at it with Oprah. Mm. I mean, come on, the things you learn. So number one, only fool tells it so hard. And with that, sometimes you got to be quiet even when you feel a shout. Mm. So with all these projects I go have going on, I don't hardly tell anybody. Mm. They'll say like, what are you up to? Well, you know, step by step, we got this book deal. Step by step, we got this AMC movie deal. But I ain't mm. telling you everything because mm. I'm, I'm going to vet you. Mm. I'm going to vet you because I, I need to figure out where your mindset is Ooh, and your like motives. That. Ooh, I like that. Because otherwise, you're going to try to take me off track on accident. Oh, man. The boxing match is often won before you hit the ring, eh? I mean, it's really true, right? It's really true. I I, I really enjoy that. It's it, it, There is a strategy. It, it's interesting you bring up COVID-19 because I've, it's been really, I, I kind of sat back and rather than commentate on it, I sat back and just said, I want to observe how humanity is going to shift to this. You have the people that I feel use it as a complete excuse to just keep doing average and not. And I said, wherever there's any kind of 
badness or tragedy or anything like that there is always opportunity and there's always a good way that you can yes. take this and, and run with it now an example a minor example i have a podcast and i say hey if i want to get certain people on my podcast when tim's story is out traveling on airplanes and trains and you're out and about your time is even more limited than now because maybe you're at home so i say hey maybe, maybe i'll reach out to tim Maybe he's there. Maybe he's messing around with his flowers in the back or whatever's going on there, right? And this is where you can really use that to somewhat of your, your advantage, right? Um, it's interesting, though, because you talk about a fool only, you know, a fool only kind of shares their whole heart. Segwaying into how much of you, you seem like you are a professional uh, at putting yourself in good situations, uh, and you named a couple of them. Hey, I'm I'm watching Quincy talk to somebody. I'm ta- watching, you know, Oprah Winfrey. And you're you're right. There's so much to be said about just being in the room or the right room at the the right time. How do you pick that up? To me, when I feel that somebody has that skill, I I, I go more towards this person is extremely street smart. I know there's IQ. I know there's EQ. For me, I love emotional intelligence because I think emotional intelligence, you are seeing things very differently. IQ, I I know is important, but for me, I'm going with the person that's emotional and is street smart, always for me. Mm -hmm. So So for you, how do you do, like how do you get the situations or recognize them? Okay, so number one, again, going back to the fact that I believe that were made in the image of God and he dropped something in us. Mm. So I believe that I was being trained and equipped to be Tim's story even when I was little. Mm. But it was, it was, I was being equipped in certain ways. Like for instance, I always loved the underdog. Mm. So I'm a humanitarian. I'm working with Robert Downey Jr. We're, we're doing something with prison reform. Mm. Uh, I'm working with the homeless. I got a new show coming out on the homeless. I work in the addiction world. I'm part of a part owner of Tucson group mm. called ARC. And mm. maybe you guys can put that up. I'll have Joseph from my team give that to you. Sure. So this is just part of what I do. But it was it was it was already something, Ryan, that was working out when I was younger. Now. The celebrity thing came almost as a fluke. Mm. I was helping NFL players, but the biggest ones we got. Mm. But this is when I was in my 20s. Mm. NFL players know singers and they know if they're popular and they know a lot of actors. So I started meeting a lot of singers and actors and I started life coaching them before life coaching was popular. And you'd mentioned Reggie White was was one of the intricate parts of, of the NFL, right? Because you're going into the s- certain teams and whatnot, correct? Yes. I mean, so much of my life, and that's why that's why I don't get off on myself. Um, <laughs> is that is that Reggie White, man? He saw me talking and he goes, he goes, You got a gift and I got money. Yeah. Let me help you get into more of these inner city things you're doing. And also I can blow open the NFL for you, which he did. And I started speaking at all the chapels in the NFL, but through mm-hmm. that, okay, without exaggerating, if there were 30 top African-American athletes 
I was working with like 20 of them. Mm. And mm. that set a precedent because those type of athletes knew those kind of rappers, singers, actors. And so I just came in up here. Mm. So for, for me, it's never like trying to be uh, um, promoting myself as the life coach of the stars. That was something that was uh, dubbed on me by a writer from USA Today, and we just went with it. So, but to me, it's just as important to help somebody's 12 year old son who's thinking about suicide mm. as it is to help LeBron James. That's just how I look at life. Mm, mm. Tim's story. Oh, Tim, what what uh, what are some of your? I get. Well, let me, let me go with this road. When you have a game, you have the player, you have the owner, and you have the commentator. And if you were to pick, which role do you think is most impactful, if any, in your opinion, the commentator, the owner, or the player? I would I would say the owner because he can assemble the right team. Mm. Ryan, I actually think I'm better in the second place than I am the first place. Ah, huge. Since we're being honest, we'll just shoot it out because Ed will probably watch this. Ed Milet says that I'm the best speaker in the world. I'm not saying I'm not. Mm. Grant Cardone says the same thing. I'm not saying I'm not. Mm. Oprah has said the same. I'm not saying I'm not. Mm. But that's that's not the only place I can score. Mm. I, I like playing the second guy because if I'm the owner of the team, I can assemble a team. Mm. And this is where I'm great in networking guys, male and female that fit together. And many times they would not usually like each other. Mm. Like a lot of the big influencers that are out there today, mm. some of them don't like each other. Of course. But of they course. like each other through Tim's story. Ah. Uh. So if I'm the owner, it gives me the power and the possibility. See those two Ps. Mm. Power and possibility to put together the team. So that's what that's where I've moved from. I I moved from the just the communicator to the mogul. So if with, you if you if you know what, want to know what I'm up to, that's what I'm up to. With no pun intended, though, you you do use story to craft bridges. And when you talk a lot to people, especially when you're giving analogies and things like that, everything is coming from a story, right? Which to me is brilliant because since we were in diapers, we all related to stories. Hey, let me tell you a story. Whoa, right? You know, and that's where our minds go. Um, there's a good book, Robert Green, Laws of Human Nature. Have you ever read any read any of, of Robert Green's books? No, I, but I love he's doing him. great. He's doing great. I I, I got to just make time for it. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. I, I I feel that let's say some people are out there right now, and if we go into the interwebs or social media space. There's a handful of people that are dishing out content to millions. And literally, I mean, we're talking less than 1% are dishing out 99% of the content. People right now are having a hard time with figuring out the snake oil person from the real person. 
And yes. in your years and experience, you know that there's so much misinformation or there's information where somebody went and wrote, you know, kind of read one book and said, okay, I'm an expert. Now I'm going to start putting out this in, you know, a different context. And people out there are confused right now. There's so much, um, I call it content obesity that's happening. How would you tell somebody to get, you know, trim the fat and get to the heart? Well, I think number one is that unfortunately with the crisis of COVID-19 and people really getting ill, like I know people that are, have gotten ill and I know people's friends that have died because mm. of what we're facing, okay? Mm. I would say most things I see on social media, I would put in the category of silly. Mm. <laughs> what they're saying is silly. Um, I I had a, some music that I asked Quincy Jones to listen to. And Quincy just smiled and said, uh, this music has a lot of, lot more work to do before it becomes even okay. <laughs> <laughs> One time, Quincy asked me to do an assignment and I half waited. There was another way I could say it, half. Sure. Because we were working on a project together and I half waited because I was busy. It's a true story. He took the first page, he read it, and then he tossed it behind his back. I'm gonna do it because it's, it's it changed my life. So he, he, he read the first page, this all took a lot of time, and had a famous writer who wrote an Academy Award movie that helped me with it. Mm. And so he read it and then watch, watch. I'm an actor, so I'm gonna do, I'm an actor, Ryan. <laughs> and then he went like this, he went, watch, watch. <laughs> then he took the, set, the, took the second page and he read it, he had his glasses like this. And he went like that, he threw it. So he did this three times and I was thrown off. Mm. Cause you gotta imagine, I look up to this man. Yeah. And he said to me, how long did it take you to come up with this crap? Whoa. <laughs> and I said, well, I wanna be honest with you. I didn't do it myself. True story. Oh. He says, Tim, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. True story. Mm. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I'm a, I want you to leave my house. <laughs> I said, why? He said, because what I'm thinking, I don't want to say. I respect mm. you too much. I love you too much as my little brother, but I'm so disappointed. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. While I was, while I was leaving Ryan, I thought it was going to be like an old girlfriend that screams. Don't leave. <laughs> Watch. Let's rethink this. <laughs> this is too good to be over. Yeah. Nope. Nope. No. Got in my car. His bodyguard, good looking African American guy who knew who I was, goes, Man, what just happened? Because I wasn't in there for long. And I said, Long story, I'll tell you later. Ryan, I was beat down for three days where I finally got a call from his assistant said, 
Quincy wants you to come over. So I go over, man, I was beat. And he just said, I expect more from you. Mm. He said, mm. why are you playing shallow when you're living at a critical time? Mm. He says, Tim, how many people get the chance to do what you're about to do in life and you're going to play shallow? Mm. So Ryan, you feel my weight right now? Mm. So, so I turn off silly. I don't even watch all these people. Uh, my assistant has taught me how to mute people on uh, Instagram. Yep. I mute them. Is it, is it, um, do you do your own Instagram? Are you on there a lot or are you having somebody do it for you? Do you, do you interact a lot on there or I know time, I'm, time I'm, permitting, I'm, right? I'm on, I'm on a lot. And the reason for that is because I want to make myself accessible to the, to the dreamer. Not just mm. the young dreamer, not just the middle-aged dreamer, but to the old dreamer. And so I make myself accessible, but I realize I'm only one person that even though I speak to these large conferences around the world, uh, that's why we were doing something that uh, I told you about called the World Shakers Network, where yes. every Monday you can get on Zoom and just dialogue with me and I take you through all my notes. Uh, tonight, Zoom calls on responsibility. And then we get all of these world shakers on and we, we work the dream. So that's that's why I get a lot of excitement. Um, I mean, I love doing the big projects. I got a lot of things going on that I can't even talk about. Sure. But I like, I like to get on social media when I can, but also I've created a way where we can all dialogue every Monday and I'm excited about that. When does somebody go in for when does somebody go in for the ask? You know, people get hit up. I mean, you get hit up so much, right? Somebody's first interaction is, you know, can I get this? Can I have that? What can you do? Could you introduce me? Could you do this, this, or this, and this, right? A lot of people go that route. Then the other people, which you you talked about earlier, they go the more deviant route where they give you the image of though, okay, Tim, I love you, you're great, this is great. And then you're like, where's the ass? Where's the ass? Right? Five jabs and a right hook, right? And then where where do you feel is like some eighty provides enough value to a said person or whatever their goal is? And then you say, go in and make the ass. Because a lot of people will say, don't. I mean, if we're going to go sales, but a lot of people say, don't hint, don't beat around the bush, be direct. There's, there's nothing more annoying you can do to somebody than beat around the bush and expect their mind to know what you're thinking. So for you, that's kind of a general question, but when do you go in for the ask, right? Even when I type up these DMs myself, right? Like I typed into into your Instagram uh, inbox and I, I always think, ah, I don't know if this is even going to be Tim that reads it. It's probably Tim's company or Tim's assistant or something like that. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to give them a hundred, you know, paragraphs because nobody wants to read that but i also yeah. want to try to enforce there's some credibility behind this show as as to why maybe tim would like to spend some of his time with me because that's your biggest asset right well the reason when i saw you and then two of my assistants sent me all your material the reason i wanted to be on with you is your essence ah so i was drawn to your heart to the motive so then i saw what you were doing i thought man it's impressive the number of followers you have and then all your other expressions of 
how you're expressing yourself to to bring value to the world, right? Mm. And but for me right now, um, I can't play with the wrong guys because I'll get injured. Mm. So let me let, let me give an example. Mm. Um, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony. A lot of these guys used to play pickup games. Mm. And one time, one of them was asked, you know, why do they play pickup games on the offseason, different teams? And one of the things was is to, to become more competitive, learn from each other. And the other was is we know most likely we won't get hurt mm. by someone who doesn't understand the game. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I beg you to hear what I'm saying. I'm listening. Okay, so I'm in my I'm in my 50s. So people know that I like basketball and I can still play. But not too long ago, it goes back about a year, I was playing with some people that were like 20, 21, 22 and you know, they must not have read the Oprah quotes of what she thinks about me. Because these guys were like being physical. They were slapping me. If I go up there, hit me hard. And so they were they were playing basketball at about a C level. Mm. But they were playing with a person who has A impact. Ooh. I beg you to hear this. So that's why Kobe, while he was alive, Carmelo and LeBron are not just playing pickup games with everybody. They'll get injured. Mm. So I don't just open myself up. Like, oh, Tim Store, I will, I will crawl to Hollywood to spend a day with you. Mm. What's your backstory? Mm. Who are you? Mm. What are your motives? Mm. I, I really mean that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's a price you got to pay. Yeah. And here's true. another no. thing. And, and this is another thing that we've done. That we got this, this thing that I tell you about. Because you got to understand, I'm making a lot of money in coaching. Mm. And I make a, an awful lot of money, and I won't tell people so that they don't get mad at me, of how much we get paid when I go speak. But for me to say for $47, I'm going to get on Zoom once a week and chat with you. Mm. Now, if somebody is unwilling to do that, then why should I open up my life for a half a day for you to come to LA and ask me, how do I meet Kanye West? Mm. Mm. Am I making any sense? Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's it's really interesting. Like you have it, you talk about the game a lot. I like to. I, I don't like. I don't use the word uh, influencers. Like, I mean, I know people use this word influencer, but I just I like to use the word people who are doing very impactful things and people who are leading our society into great and different places based on different perspectives. But I, I feel that if you want to talk to Tim's story or you want to talk to Kanye West, 
then you have to step your game up. <laughs> you have to, you have to have, it's kind of like, um, I mean, let's go to dating, right? Back in my single days, right? My friends used to say, Ryan, how did you get that girl's number? I said, what do you mean? How, what technique, what words did you say? Almost like we're doing a sales rebuttal here. What was the rebuttal? What was the objection? No. Yeah. I treated, I treated her like a human. I said, hi, how are you? And I played it baby cool. There was yeah. never this, oh my goodness, what's your number? Like, I, you're so amazingly gorgeous. Like, oh, it's the turnoff, right? And, yeah. I, and I feel like when you, you know, even when I started this podcast, you know, I just said, I want to start a podcast. I want to interview some of the best minds in the world. That's literally what I wrote on a board. I want to start a podcast. I didn't know how it was going to go down or anything. But kind of going to your point, People don't, I, I think that's why, and I like to ask this question to some of the guests that come on because I'm like, hear the answer from the horse's mouth, so to speak, right? Because you have a calendar. How do you give people access to your time? And this is what everybody's always trying to figure out, right? How do you give access to your calendar and your time, which is your most way, way beyond money, your time, you never get back, period. Yeah. So it's, it's based predominantly on two things. One is principles, is that I, I, I see how somebody is walking out their life and then based on principles, like I like you because like I said, your heart, mm. but you've also paid a price. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So, so, so if Ryan calls me and says, hey, this is wild. I heard you know so-and-so. I won't say the name, but um, how well do you know him? Well, talk to him like two times a week. You know, I've been wanting to get to him. Okay. Just because of our dialogue and your, the principles you live by, then I may take time, even though it's going to take time because people play phone tag and that. Yeah. Yeah. To just say, Hey man, you got to be on Ryan's podcast. He's a good guy. And you know what, Tim? Though, and you, you might you might discipline me for this. I'm gonna I'll be honest about this. I would never, even of all the people I've met, I have never actually called anybody, text them, and said, "Hey, could you introduce me to that?" Or, "Hey, could I?" Like, I actually never make an ask. I so will I try to sometimes at least. I feel like relationship building, sincerity. I will say, Tim. I'll, you know, Christmas time, Tim. Merry Christmas to your family. Sometimes I've even I've even messaged assistants saying because they they coordinated this and I'll just simply say hey I hope you and your team are doing great and you know sayonara because I don't ever want to be that person that's like and maybe and I know because this could be maybe ego maybe it's a place from ego I hope it's not but I, I I'm saying yeah. this genuinely uh, I just don't do that I just don't I never have yeah but number one I think that it's better to err on the side of that side. <laughs> Because yeah. I think, again, that's your good motives. Yeah. And that you're not a climber. Yeah. But if if you get close to somebody and let, let's say, let's say I need a famous actor to do something. Mm. So I don't mind calling his agent who I've been coaching 22 years uh, and say, yeah. hey, I wonder if he would consider because I already got subject A, B, and C. And to be honest with you, it almost works every time. 
Yeah, but, but you got to That's on a, someone else who knows me. Ah, uh, that's true. But you also have an extremely good pre-built relationship there, which is it's not even like an awkward ass. They they you know each other, so you're just saying, hey, like it's very casual, right? Right, right, right. Very, very, very casual. But I have about five more minutes, and I gotta move on sure. to something. But I was I will say this to you that you know James Harden. What a what a basketball game that guy has because he looks half asleep. <laughs> but he'll like score he'll, he'll score 37 points on you with one eye open. Yes. But but Harden does this thing that has been taken by other people where he goes like this, like I'm cooking in the kitchen. Mm. Here's what I think. The reason people found me because I'm always cooking in the kitchen. Oh, yes. When I was in seminary, man, I was cooking in the kitchen. Yeah. I was I was working on principles. Um, so many people are saying my quotes literally all over the world. Most don't give me credit for them, but they just spit them. But those original things that I did will stand the test of time even long after I pass away. Mm. But I was cooking in the kitchen. I was cooking in the kitchen. So here's what I believe. If you build your spot, God will put the spotlight on your spot. Mm. So, Absolutely. So, so I cannot be beat in the area of the comeback. Mm. I cannot. Love that. I love that. If you got uh, a jacked up friend, I will help. Oh. Now, will I cure him? Not necessarily. Will I fix him? Not necessarily. But if a person's willing to listen, listen, they will get better. Mm. But that's because of hundreds of hours yeah. of studying what it takes to go from setback to comeback. So I cooked that up in the kitchen and they came running. I love that. I love that. Before we wrap it up and, and Tim shares uh, how you can find him in his projects and whatnot. Uh, my last question I always like to end with is what can I do for you, Tim? I got to think about it. I mean, I like you. <laughs> you got a cool wall back there. This, you know what this is called? Uh, I, I should try to send you the clip. It's uh Will Packard uh, was in this uh, movie and he was talking, he was getting interviewed and uh, they're doing this home tour and he's basically saying, the, the, the TV host said, what's with this wall, Will? And you know Will Packard, right? Producer, whatever, yeah. movie guy. And uh, he said, this is my I am enough wall. And she said, what, what's an I, I am enough wall? He said, this is the wall when I get those moments throughout my life that I feel like I'm just not enough and I my confidence isn't there. Maybe I got beat up. The, bad day, bad business deal, whatever. And he said, this is my I am enough wall. So I created this wall here and it's just got little mementos that always remind me. Some go back as far as when I was seven years old. Others take me up until my present day at 35 years old. So um, it's just kind of something I like people to be able to see and everything kind of means something. So that's what that is. Yeah. So so what I would say to you is that because you, you asked me, what can you do? Absolutely. Let me study you more because... You may be a, a missing link to a project I'm doing and an idea that I'm working on or to a conference that we'll do up in Canada. 
So I'm not going to be foolish enough to say I'm good. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. to me, it does take a village. And um, I love collaborating with creative people. So I'm, I'm super proud of you uh, for what you're accomplishing mm, and what you're that. doing. Uh, I think, you know, you're straight out of Canada and it's working for you. And I think that you could, you can just take over that whole area, all of Canada in your style and just continue to impact, you know, the world through the gifting that God gave you. That's how I see it. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, and I'm here anytime you need me, you know how to find me. I I, I, I got you on that end. Um, and then just one last thing you did mention about your world world shakers for $47 that people can come in if you could speak to that and then just speak to how people can go and find you on your website and whatnot. Yeah, so the World Shakers Network, you can go to timstory.com and story is S-T-O-R-E-Y. So one of the things about me that you'll find is that I'm not constantly selling things because mm. I got a lot of jobs and you get a lot of residual income that comes in. But one reason that I'm really excited and recruiting for the World Shakers Network is because you never know who you're gonna meet. Mm. It's like Pharrell Williams meeting Chad when they were youngsters and creating the Neptunes. Mm. I mean, you never know who you're gonna meet on my network that takes you to the next level. Mm. So quit being a silent dreamer uh, sitting in your living room when I might introduce you to somebody from Zurich, Switzerland that will change your whole life. I appreciate that. I just want to end off by saying too, as a as a half Jamaican, half German guy, my mom was German I was, and, I, and my dad is Jamaican. It's when I see this whole circuit of speakers and people doing these big things online, it's so nice to see a black man such as yourself who I feel that society's still kind of, and it's maybe a big statement, but I feel that, you know, you're, you got the hip hop, then you got the comedian and then you got the actor. Um, and you're kind of, I don't want to say it's pigeonholed into these different types that, well, of course you're good at sports. Of course you can rap. Of course you're a funny guy. Yeah. You can dance. You, you are, you're, you're an OG man. Like I, I give you a lot of respect because you, you take this classy approach and you're very real and you give it to the brothers and you give it to the world. But the way you represent us, oh, thank you for that. Because as a younger person, I'm 35. I like when I open up my phone and I can see some swag with some great wisdom and some class stirred up, as you said, in a way that everybody can consume it. I, I really appreciate that. Okay, all I gotta say is thank you. So I, I just I just take that in. And so, but the, the reality is I'm a God-made man. Yes. I am, I am getting stronger every day. Um, we're built to produce fruit and manifest. And so thank you for seeing what you see. So I appreciate that. What you what you say means a lot to me. So thank you for for seeing what you see. And when is this going to be on? You got to reach out to my guy Joseph so we can promote it. I have Cynthia's uh, info, and then I have your direct message. So I mean, I guess I could email Cynthia, right? Yes, 
Do you have any idea around when it will be on? Um, I'll probably. I, I want to get the way we we booked you. I want to have this within the next uh, five to seven days, so it'll be okay, up within so the next tell week. Tell us, and we'll and we will promote it. I appreciate and then that for all you that are watching Tim Story Live on Facebook, six o'clock Pacific time every Sunday night. Upcoming guests, mind-boggling. Yeah, we're doing well with that. Tim's story, I appreciate you. Um, it's my birthday in two days for everybody listening. Tim's story has been my early birthday gift. I'm going to be 36 years old. Um, again, everybody who's listened to the show, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for rolling with us. And as always, please leave a five-star review wherever you consume your podcast. Tim's story, I appreciate you, my man. What a privilege. We'll talk soon. Thanks. See you, Tim. Tim.